Thank you for plugging into this Family Life News podcast, streaming issues-driven, family-focused news. Welcome back to another edition of Capital Connection. Fridays during the noon report, we give you direct connection to what's happening in Albany and Harrisburg with the experts on the issues at the state capitals. They are this week Jason McGuire at New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms and Dan Barkoyak at the Pennsylvania Family Institute. Well, gentlemen, much to discuss this week. And Jason, I want to start with you. New York voters will be deciding a constitutional amendment in 2024 that would enshrine abortion rights into law. We all know what this really is about, getting Democrats to the polls in a presidential election. There are at least six House seats in play next year in New York, Jason. How do you think this strategy will play out in New York? Yeah, the jury's still out. I mean, I think when you look at other more life-affirming states where uh, this has been a hot issue on the ballot, it may not be as intense here because of the fact that New York already has so many laws that promote abortion here. So the Democrat base may not be as engaged on this issue as they are in other red or more life-affirming states. Can people see through this and see what it's really about? Or is this going to be something where just continuation of this narrative that abortion is health care in this country now. Yeah, I think, you know, the key to your question is, do people see what this is all about? I think it's how you phrase that or know what this is all about. Can they see through it? The reality is, the better question to ask is, do they care? I think we've gotten mm. to a point where we know that this is the taking of a baby's life. The ultrasound reveals that. It's whether or not we're going to do that which is right in our own eyes, though, is the question for the day in which we live. Yeah. Well, Dan, the Shapiro administration is going after pro-life pregnancy help centers in your state as well. Explain what the governor just did on Black Friday. Yeah, sadly, our, our governor really is making his mission to shut down pregnancy help centers. You know, he's taking funding away uh, from these centers, but now it's a new complaint website that's set up specifically targeting life of pregnancy centers. And to me, the complaint form should be for anyone that is involved with pregnancy. And, and we do have abortion facilities in our state that have been caught falsely advertising, routinely failing health inspections, yet our governor is frankly once again putting party politics and the profits of the abortion industry over the well-being of Pennsylvanians, specifically with this complaint form targeting pregnancy centers. Yeah, Jason, I'll follow up with that. You know, since the Roe v. Wade decision, the pro-choice movement is seven for seven in getting abortion expansion efforts codified into state law. Uh, We've talked about this repeatedly, but it bears repeating. How can pro-lifers make the abortion issue a winning issue for them at the ballot box? Yeah, one of the takeaways from many of these ballot measures is I think that we are getting over the skis in some ways culturally. We do not have the culture with us in large ways on this issue. We don't even have all of the people in the churches with us on this issue. And so we have to get back to reestablishing what is life, where it comes from, why it's respected. And the reality for the believer is it's because we are created in the image of God and all 
people are inherently and intrinsically bearers of his image. That has to be conveyed to the culture, and if we don't have that, we're not going to get our politics correct. How did the pro-life movement repackage this issue, Dan, to make it a winning issue in 2024? Yeah, well, I'd add to what Jason's saying. You know, I see a problem with Republicans is really staying quiet on the issue. You know, Republicans really should be pointing out the extremes of the Democrat position. You know, there's those that support abortion through all nine months of pregnancy, paid for by taxpayers, and, and that's not what a majority want. And, and so uh, I think Republicans, especially, too, should point to the great work of pregnancy centers, you know, the pregnancy help movement that uh, is there to help mothers and families uh, when they're caring for a child. So hmm. uh, to some degree, I, I, I see more truth needing to be spoken up about abortion and not digging your head in the sand and, and saying less about it. Yeah. Let's talk about the marijuana issue. That was a big story this week, Jason. The New York State Cannabis Control Board has reached a settlement. Uh, this could open the floodgate to uh, the proliferation of pot in the Empire State. There are 24 states that legalize recreational marijuana. Be curious to know what you think about how uh, the business end of this has done in those states and why New York needs to proceed with caution here. Yeah, we opposed the uh, legalization of uh, recreational marijuana because we knew what it would do to our state. And I think we're on the verge of the next wave of that coming. And it's going to be very damaging. It's not just every time you get out of a car, you catch the whiff of the skunkweed, but it's more than that. Uh, It's the damage it's doing to young people in desensitizing them to drug use. It is the uh, effects that, that pot has on people who use it. It is a problem. And the business side of things, for the state to be promoting this as a legitimate industry is deeply problematic. Yeah. Oh, Dan, a marijuana amendment uh, was recently withdrawn from the PA House. I know that uh, uh, pleased you, but that does not mean the battle is over in your state either. Do you think politicians are having second thoughts about the value of legalized marijuana? Well, I'd love to think they're having second thoughts, and, and that's where listeners getting in touch with your state rep to voice those truths about marijuana. And uh, I think with this amendment that happened to your question, uh, it appears uh, it really just didn't fit in the House Democrat leadership's plan. So we expect some movement next year on this issue. And so certainly the concerns we have with legalizing, again, a high-potency drug that has addictive qualities, especially when it's used by young adults and youth, which happen increasingly in states that legalize. Gotcha. Well, I want to talk about hate speech. We've seen a lot of it on college campuses in light of the war that's ongoing in the Middle East. Jason, Governor Hochul touted what's calling a, a literacy toolkit for kids, which would guard against misinformation as hate speech intensifies over this war. Literacy toolkits for kids. Does this raise any red flags at New Yorkers for constitutional freedoms? Yeah, I think it potentially does. I mean, you know, we always try to take the position that we are giving elected officials the benefit of the doubt. I think that they may be well-intentioned, but ultimately, where do some of these things lead? is the problem. Toolkits on hate speech and and such all depend upon uh, who is defining what hate speech is and how it's applied in the greater culture. And that's where I just don't trust our current state government to be accurately defining what is hate speech. And it does lead me to concerns, but we'll be teaching kids and really propagandizing them in the future. Yeah. Uh, Well, the U.S. Education Department, Dan, uh, recently launched an investigation into anti-Semitism at several schools nationwide. A couple of them are in your state, UPenn, Lafayette College, but I've often wondered, as we see this raging from coast to coast, this anti-Semitism, have never seen anything like this since the Nazis in 
World War II. What is it about the college campus atmosphere that seems to make them such a breeding ground for anti-Semitism? Oh, that's a great question. And higher education has certainly been inundated with a leftist viewpoint and absolutely has factored into a worldview that wants to, frankly, eliminate Israel and defend the terrorist actions of Hamas. So it's only adding the concerns we should all have in the direction of higher education. Gotcha. Well, we got about a minute left to go, Jason. I wanted to get this in. Big story, uh, court ruling in favor of Governor Hochul's involuntary quarantine rule. Uh, this basically gives the state the power to isolate anyone against their will in an effort to combat contagious disease. Boy, I remember that during COVID. I thought we were past all this. Why was this the extension made by this court? Yeah, I think we have to be careful with this story because there really are two sides of it. There is uh, some legitimate concerns over the involuntary quarantine. But we also have to recognize the problem with this is the process here. This has not gone through the legislature. It has simply been done as a health regulation. The legislature has to set the law in the state. There's a separation of powers argument. And then there are legitimate concerns over due process, for example, or can children be separated from their parents? Uh, some of the applications of these regulations, these rules, that's where we see problems with what the governor is trying to do. Gotcha. Well, Dan, uh, this will be the last question today. Uh, starting today, December 1st, Pennsylvania politicians will be getting a 3.5% pay raise. That will make them the third highest paid legislative body in the country, only behind California and New York. Is this pay raise, in your opinion, warranted? Well, in my opinion, I'd say a, a raise in pay should be an indication of a job well done. And, and we have a state budget that's left unfinished five months overdue, and it's frankly causing people to lose their job. Hmm. Uh, the pay raise, I think, is a reminder that we have a full-time legislature, and so it presents a whole host of problems. But I guess I'd, I'd leave you with saying, you know, with a full-time legislature, it's full of people who, as, as God commands, deserve our prayers. And, and as much as I challenge Governor Shapiro, and uh, I hope others do as well, I'll be praying for him and his family this Christmas season. Gotcha. So instead of a pay raise, maybe a prayer raise in, in Harrisburg for our politicians. And you raise a great point. Keep praying for our elected leaders all the time. Uh, Jason, so many places we've been this week. If folks want to know more about the good work going on at New Yorkers, where can they find you online? OpeningUpdate.com. And stay informed on all the issues in Pennsylvania as well. The Pennsylvania Family Institute. Where are you, Dan? PAFamily.org.